0: Welcome back to the Fusion Podcast,
1: Vicky. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. I'm doing really good. I'm enjoying the lovely weather today. Right. Um, yeah, and really excited to get chatting with Eleanor and Ruth from IJM, which is going to be awesome.
0: IJM International <laughs> Justice Mission. Yeah. Um, such that like a good organisation. I have got that, that right. I have yeah,
1: got that, that, right. that is right. That is right. Yeah.
0: Uh, So we are chatting to them, uh, some of the stuff uh, that IGM kind of are involved with. Uh, Eleanor tells us during the the episode that IGM have now become, I think it's like the largest Mm. anti-modern day slavery organisation in the world.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. And they're working with the government. Like this is really high level stuff. Um, So we're very, very grateful to have them and they give us some of their time because I have heard what they're saying and I'm learning so much. So I really hope that you will as well.
0: Yeah, so what we're trying to do is work out how it relates to students and student workers.
1: Mm.
0: So this, this all stems from about, I'd say, two months ago, Eleanor sent me an email. Um, I'm also the student worker at Church in Reading. And Eleanor sends me an email and says, uh, hey, I'd love to chat and talk to you about some of the resources that we have that we think might be really good for your student ministry. Mm. So I met with Eleanor and we chatted about it and I thought, this is really flipping good. So I thought, right, brilliant, right, let's get her on the podcast and get her to talk about some of the stuff that is, is well worth students and student workers being aware of. So that's what we're going to do today.
1: We are, Yeah, I'm really, really excited by it. Um, and I just want to give a little warning just to anyone who's watching. Um, we do talk a lot about child exploitation. And um, so if that's something that you feel like it might be difficult for you to listen to, um, maybe listen to a different podcast. But also, I challenge you, um, if it's not something that you find particularly difficult, um, personally, it's going to be a really good podcast, and it really does open up your eyes to a lot of stuff. I know it has me anyway, but let's yeah. get that warning there. Um, but you're very welcome this morning, and I'm really excited to get into the podcast.
0: Great, we are now joined then by Eleanor and Ruth. Uh, I, have you, have you posted, do you know what? I'm going to introduce you first, Ruth. Um, tell us who you are. Tell us what you do.
2: Hello, I'm Ruth, and I'm a student at St. Andrew's, studying psychology.
0: And then we've got Eleanor as well. Eleanor, introduce yourself.
2: Hi, I'm Eleanor. I'm, I'm
3: Church Partnerships Manager at International Justice Mission UK (IJM) to its friends.
0: IJM. <laughs> Um, that's like a first name basis, isn't it, really, for the organization? Mm-hmm. It is. Um, yeah. If you're on, like, IGM terms, then you, you, you're pretty glued up. So, Eleanor, you work for IGM. Ruth, you're kind of uh, involved with a lot of the stuff that IGM produce. And the word that – um, hang on. Like, the phrase that Eleanor you used was, like, I think it was champion queen.
3: Yeah, I, I'm happy with that um, definition of Ruth. She is a champion queen. So, <laughs> so we Ruth- have IGM champions, and Ruth is, like – the queen of RGM champions.
0: Um, what does it mean though, to be the queen of IGM champions?
2: It's a, it's a tough responsibility to hold. But, um, <laughs> it, it just means that I, I try and raise awareness. I try and talk about it a lot. I try and raise money.
0: Um,
2: yeah, and
3: raise the profile. Very cool.
0: Brilliant. So we're, we've got you on our podcast today, guys, uh, because we know that modern day slavery is still a massive issue and what we want to do is highlight some ways that students and student workers can make a difference uh, around the world today. So if you're listening to this right now and you're at a university here in the UK and you're thinking it sounds interesting but I'm not sure how it relates to me, well keep listening because the next half an hour is going to reveal exactly what you can do. So firstly we kind of want to take some time now to unpack what And when me and uh, uh, Ruth and Eleanor were talking about um, what we were going to discuss on the podcast today, um, Eleanor, you posed a really interesting question, Um, and so that question is what would you do if you were the victim of violence but you had no one to call on for help? So how does that help us to understand the issues around modern-day slavery?
3: Great, so that question is a question that grips me whenever I think about the problem of slavery and the problem of violence. So imagine you are in bed at night and you hear someone rattling the door and someone's coming in and they're going to burgle you and you're like, oh my goodness, what are you doing? You call 999, right? Everyone will call 999. Um, but if you call 999 and they say, oh, sorry, we're not available right now. We can't help you. Please, uh, you know The police station's closed. We're too busy. Or even no one picks up the phone or perhaps there isn't even a number to ring that's what it means to live outside of the protection of the law and that is the reality for four billion people in the world today so the idea being that often there are laws there to protect people burglary is illegal slavery is illegal in pretty much every country in the world but if the laws aren't being enforced then actually it happens doesn't it because we are People are broken, they are sinful, they will actually do what they can to get money, to get security. And for people who live in poverty, particularly, if you can't afford private security, you are at the mercy of people more powerful than you. And so IGM's vision is to rescue millions, protect half a billion, and make justice for those in poverty unstoppable. And so what IDM do is we protect those in poverty from violence and violence can often look like slavery so we work yep. uh, police abuse of power violent violence against women and children and anti-slavery work and we are now the largest anti-slavery organization
0: in the world
1: wow
0: fantastic not about that is it um so I guess then the question is then what are some modern day examples because when we use the word slavery it might conjure up images of you know the transatlantic slave trade and mm. the kind of triangular route uh, that you maybe learned about in history when you were in school. Uh, but today, Ruth, what does it look like for people to be involved in, in that kind of modern day slave trade? Mm.
2: I think um, one of the more like harrowing examples would be OSEC, which is uh, the online sexual exploitation of children. Mm. Um, it's it's hard to wrap your head around that it's real, I think, um, but it and it involves the West, which is an interesting example of the West buying and directing um, the exploita- exploitation of children in other countries. Um, and I think there was an example recently of the police found a man in London with 4,000 um, photos and images and videos of of children linking back to the Philippines, and then um, the like police then linked with IGM and the Philippine authorities and was able to find like a sex trafficking, cyber sex trafficking ring. Um, and I think, yeah, it's that's quite a good example. I think of of IGM's work in in linking and connecting and finding the complexities of. Of like pain and and exploitation and and freeing people um, in that.
0: Mm. Yeah. wow Yeah, and then so we we kind of I think need to insert ourselves, don't we, into the issue as the West. And I guess even when we sort of talk about this this modern day slavery, we can start to think about um, regions or countries that are less developed. Um, when actually I think maybe it helps us to start inserting the West into the narrative a bit more. realize that you know this is here it's on on these shores isn't it and uh I mean Eleanor have you got any kind of more examples of what it looks like for the the modern day slave trade um
3: yeah so slavery is um like an umbrella term for activities where um one person kind of obtains or holds another person in compelled service so um one example would be like uh debt bondage um so um you would have like um somebody like oh I can get you a really good job you need to come with me um it often happens um Romania to the UK or um in South Asia um you like, I can get you a job or people need a loan to um to pay for medical care for their child um, and then like, I and get you like, let me get you a really good job. Come with me. And then they get a job. And then they're like, oh, okay, well, um, now you owe me money for the transport to get you to this job. So right. you're just gonna have to keep working in this job until you can pay back that money. Um, but then they're like, oh, but we fed you for the last like f- six weeks. So you're actually going to have to keep paying for that. And you just get stuck in this exponentially right. increasing um, debt bondage. So that's one example. Another example would be um, what we would often think of when we think of slavery, which is trafficking. So people taking, um, oftentimes it's children. Um, So I work in Ghana. There would be someone like Kofi. Um, Kofi was eight years old um, and uh, his mum, who was a widow, was tricked by a man who came to their village and said that if Kofi went with him, Kofi would get to go to school. And I mean, what choice did Kofi's mum have, right? Like she wanted her child to go to school and she had no means of doing that. But actually Kofi ended up um, on a fishing boat on Lake Volta and Lake Volta is the largest man-made lake in the world. Um, It could fit, uh, Loch Lomond could fit into Lake Volta 119 times. If that's a good frame of reference for you, it might not be. It's not a very good frame of reference for me, but maybe it is for Ruth. (laughs) (laughs) But actually... (laughs) it's a big it's a big lake um and so kofi was trapped on this lake and as a child he had there was nothing he could do he was forced to dive in to this lake he couldn't swim um to dive into the lake to untangle the nets to um to pull fish out of the lake to get up before dawn when the fish were you know more docile and capture them and um the guy who was trafficking him would regularly beat him and it was just it's like i find it very hard to to understand what that must be like and actually what would it sound like, what would it smell like, what would it feel like, it would, it's just unfathomable. And so, what, um, one of the things that IGM do is we, um, rescue children like Kofi from Lake Volta in Ghana. And so, one day, um, Kofi saw a boat coming towards and he didn't recognize and it was police and they rescued him and they took him and now he's in school and he wants to be a footballer when he grows up and after two years on the lake he is free and he is involved in trauma-informed aftercare and we have um, arrested his trafficker and we're waiting for that to go through courts mm. and actually like it's a dire situation when you think of slavery but It's also stoppable, and that's what IGM have have learned is actually it's more prevalent than ever before, but it's also more stoppable than ever before, because when you put an end to impunity, when you start holding people accountable for their actions, people are like, hmm, this is no longer a low risk, high reward thing, but now a high risk, low reward thing, I might do something else.
0: Mm.
1: Wow those stories are just so powerful and you're right like it's really hard for us in the West to put ourselves in that position and try and imagine but I think that even the act of trying to imagine and and not just kind of blocking out like oh well, that's happening overseas it doesn't affect me it really does affect you if you let it affect you and I think that is um I feel like that is what God would want our response to be is to be able to put ourselves as much as we can in the in that position and try and learn what that must be like um, and obviously justice is something that God speaks about so much within the Bible, like it's one of the biggest themes, isn't it? Um, I guess like theologically, it's easy to hear these stories and be like, well, obviously we need to help. But from how much you've, you've read and you know of God, and this has obviously really transformed both of your lives what what do you think that Jesus says about justice and um and we'll move on to our response as the church in a minute but what can you see in the bible that Jesus says about justice and um,
3: for me it's more of a question of what can't I see <laughs>
1: <Good>. <laughs> um,
3: I've, I've a, I have a friend who has gone through his bible and cut out all the different verses that um, the reference justice and he like holds up and it just like falls apart he's like actually without justice your bible falls apart and what we discover about god throughout scripture is that he is a god who introduces himself as a lover of justice i the lord love justice it says in isaiah 61 verse 8 i hate robbery and wrongdoing um in the psalms um it talks about how righteousness and justice are the foundation of god's throne um he talks about right relationship mattering to him um you see even in genesis when um he um he's like i'm gonna flood the earth because with noah he's like because the earth was full of violence mm-hmm. and actually yeah. what we're seeing here is a god who prioritizes um those who are downtrodden, those who don't have a voice and psalm 10 is one of my um, one of the psalms i keep coming back to um where it says you know it sets up this idea of the wicked man um who is you know, a person without god he hunts down the weak um, he boasts about the cravings in his heart and he says um nothing will ever shake me no one will ever do me harm he says god will never notice he covers his face and never sees and then right after that there's a little prayer that the psalmist makes us arise O lord lift up your head O god do not forget the helpless then it says this which i can't read without kind of wanting to cry it says but you god see the trouble of the afflicted you consider their grief and take it in hand and actually that's just like one verse throughout scripture and that's the old testament and then you know you reach the new testament you reach jesus you reach jesus's the way he introduces himself in Luke 4 he quotes Isaiah 61 and he's like actually today the scripture is fulfilled on your hearing proclaim freedom for the captives release from darkness the prisoners proclaim the year of the Lord's favor like I can't love Jesus and not love justice because Jesus's very being is about justice
1: Mm. yeah so good that's such a good if we take anything I know we're not at the end but if we take anything it's (laughs) I can't look at Jesus and not love justice. Like that is such a a good mindset to have. Um, And then I guess on on to you, Ruth, Is um, as a student taking this all in mind, what is your response? Like what is one way that you've responded to this and taken action um, against injustice?
2: Um, I think an example would be the the Stand for Freedom that we ran um, last year over zoom 24 so is, hours
0: so what is stand for freedom
2: a stand for freedom that's a great question is standing uh, against injustice and for freedom it's uh, a 24 hour long event where um you learn about um the work of IGM and um and God <laughs> and try and raise money and raise awareness across your campus and um wider if you can uh I think in uh non-COVID times that kind of looked like being in your student union and having a stall and kind of staying overnight. But we had 24 hour worth of of Zooms where each hour we covered a different um like aspect. Wow. Um and oh my goodness, talk about zoom fatigue. I <laughs> crashed so hard. I think I slept for like twenty-two hours after, oh, it, which wow. I don't. I think is insane um but it was we just really wanted to like share that message across of like this seems huge but God is bigger and like and having that crossing all all of CU um and yeah just getting people inspired Mm -hmm. Uh, It was really, really fantastic. So fun. Still one of like the events of the year that everyone talks about, which is great and raised nearly 7000 pounds, which is enough for for a rescue. Um, which was just huge as students we could come together and and realize like we don't have too much but we have like energy and enthusiasm and a little bit of money and when we put it together it's actually a lot of money and um, a lot of prayer and like God loves it God loves like saying like standing up for the oppressed and and leaning on him and relying on him
0: Uh, so
2: yeah that was that was what we did as a uni.
0: So literally just students who decided they want to do something about uh, the injustice that they saw around the world, uh, choosing to subject themselves to the ultimate Zoom fatigue. Uh, <laughs> and, and raise seven grand, nearly seven grand, enough for a rescue to save a, a child like Kofi. It's not bad, is it? Fantastic. So we've got Stand for Freedom. Um, have you done anything else then, Ruth? Because I know that there's been some other things, some other uh, initiatives that you've chosen to champion. There's one that I really want to talk about, which is called Dressember. Is that right?
2: Um, yeah, so there's, <laughs> like, so many different um, ideas that IGM um, <laughs> loves to jump on. Uh, Dress Ember is one where, during the month of December, like, you wear dresses the whole time to, um, like, chat to people and start the conversation of slavery in the fashion industry um and yeah there's like bake sales and loads of other um IGM initiatives that you can check out on their student resources on their website but um yeah it's it's really fun when you're like creative and everyone like it's something that everyone is going to be interested in um so
0: Think yes, outside the box. <laughs> yeah, so that's something I want to ask as well. Then, so how have you found the kind of response of not even maybe just the students who do know Jesus at St. Andrew's, but mm-hmm. all the student body there? How have they responded to conversations that maybe the church has started about uh, modern day slavery and injustice?
2: I think it's really interesting because it seems so huge and so like, where would you even begin with that? Like over 40 million people in slavery what do you do with that number and you feel very like paralyzed and it's very interesting when we the church come together and go okay we have the hope that like what 746 like ever present in in trouble like we have that hope and we also have the hope that like Jesus is coming back like and then with that like we approach it with with like it's big but like that doesn't stop us. In fact, that just means that it fuels us forward because God is going to do something even bigger than what this looks like. Um, and so I think the student body have have been inspired by, by that hope. Uh, and also St Andrews have now chosen IGM for their uh, charity that they're gonna raise money for over the years. So wow. it's very, very, very exciting. It's, it's a really big conversation. Um, and and yeah, a great conversation as well to bring God into and and start start that conversation. So it's been really exciting.
3: How did that this come about? This kind of thing is why um, Ruth is a
1: champion
2: queen.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Makes I, sense. I
2: can see yeah, it now. Just, just yeah. like
0: on the, so, yeah, as on you the DL, are. got the whole yeah. flipping unit raising money. Um, yeah, just no biggie. IJM. Yeah. How did that come Wait.
2: about? Yeah. How, um, well, you uh, you put forward different um charities and then you give reasons why and then you vote for it as a as a student body so um we had all the CU and all of just love voting for IGM and also just like you know IGM's work speaks for itself as well so um it's it's brilliant that the non-Christians are are hugely backing it Mm.
0: yeah That's, that's terrific Um, So, Eleanor, how about you then? How have you found? Because obviously, you're not at university anymore. Um, From when you were there as a Durham student, um, did you? I'm guessing back then you'd have had conversations about injustice and stuff and, and modern day slavery. How did you find that students interacted with those conversations, even if they didn't know Jesus?
3: Yeah, I think we did. We also did staff at freedom when we were at university. Um, my all- highlight was always like the 1 a.m. pizza that a slightly drunk student would bring you on their way home from a club. Um classic. Um, but I think I think it's very similar to what Ruth said. Um when people understand the um the the scale of the problem, 40 million people in slavery today, one in four of those as a child, like they're like. Heck, I feel quite paralyzed by that. Like yeah. I look that in the face and I think, oh my goodness. And actually, when they see students, what I love about students is um they they take what they can do, they make it a little bit weird and they get sponsored for it. <laughs> like that's just like a thing that students do and they don't really think about it. And that's like, I love it. Like we had and we had a bunch of people running a marathon, but in Crocs a few a few months ago. And you're like, Brilliant. do something, make it weird, get sponsored. And like what people see when they see students doing what they can is they're like oh okay so you don't have to end all slavery overnight you just do what's in front of you and do what you can and see what happens and actually i think that's one of the things that christians are really good at is that we're like okay we believe that um god is calling us to do this and that he's going to equip us to do it so we're going to take what we can and we're going to ask him to multiply you come back to the feeding of the 5000 right you're like here's What's in my hands, God? It's yours, boom, seven thousand pounds from 24 hours on Zoom. Makes no sense, does it? And yet, with God, the impossible is possible. And so, what we see with, with students like Ruth is they do what they can, and God's like, Hold my beer, and there we are. Suddenly, IGM is the, um, the charity of the year for St. Andrew's University. Mind blowing, as far as I'm concerned. And I, I didn't that's hear what that, love that
0: God says, hold my (laughs) bin.
3: Yes, yes, you may tweet that
1: if you wish. I love that. So I think um, I'm putting myself into the mind of a student now. And I think you're right in in that you say that it can feel really overwhelming. And for a student who maybe they felt convicted about playing their part in justice, but they just don't know where to start. What would you say to a student who in their heart clearly stands for justice, but isn't sure where to direct that? So for either of you, what what
2: advice would you give to that student? Um, Yeah, if there's a if there's a just love in your uni, definitely go, please. Mm. It's amazing and it'll be really brilliant to be alongside like minded
3: people. Yes
2: sorry i'm just oh assuming everyone knows right. no. <laughs> um, just love is an organization that um seeks to equip every christian student to be um following and pursuing the biblical justice um call and that just looks like um uh, like a small group of people um looking at homelessness looking at um, injustice in their city and outwardly and just yeah equipping each other in in that fight and seeing what that looks like as a Christian
1: mm.
2: um so just love is a great place to start and then prayer and just like realizing that it's not our fight and it's not our weight and um trying to I found that beginning a discipline of prayer of like I'm gonna spend like at 10 minutes of of each of my days praying for other people and praying for the justice to come for other people was really brilliant in in realizing that my f- like kind of opening up my faith to yeah outside of myself and, and I found that kind of discipline really helped as uh, as I tried to start this fight
1: it's mm, really well. good is there anything you'd add out there um,
3: there's a a quotation by um someone called Fleming Rutledge who's a theologian she writes in her book about Advent and this is a quotation I keep on coming back to and I share it with everyone who will listen and people who won't to be honest this (laughs) is this it says to be a Christian is to live every day of our lives in solidarity with those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death but to live in the unshakable hope of those who expect the dawn Mm. and I think for me we start by acknowledging the unshakable hope that we expect the dawn, because when you start looking at injustice, you can just feel like a tidal wave has hit you full in the face. Like, God, I don't know where to start. Everything's so broken. I just want to cry. And actually let's spend some time with Jesus and the hope that he offers us in prayer, praying for other people, knowing that when we pray, God does ridiculously miraculous things. And actually when we pray, we're doing something incredible and then from there maybe it looks like joining a just love we love just love I was a part of just love at uni and none of our staff members are part of just love at uni maybe it looks like joining a just love maybe it looks like organizing a stand for freedom maybe it looks like collecting for your local food bank maybe it looks like joining an IJM champions Trading day and learning more about IJM whatever that might look like start in prayer because as you pray God changes your heart and acknowledge that you may be looking at a tidal wave of injustice, but we live in the unshakable hope of those who expect the dawn. A mix of metaphors, but you understand what I mean.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That's so good. And on that, you mentioned the Champions Day. Um, Could you explain a little bit more about what that is and how people could get involved?
3: Yeah, great. So um, IGM Champions are people who, um, like Ruth, Queen Champion, um use their time, their talents, their resources to advocate for um anti-slavery stuff so whether that's through um church engagement if you're a Christian you're involved in local church getting your church praying, getting your church raising awareness, whether it's through advocacy um through political stuff so writing to your MP or anything else um or whether that's through fundraising so running a marathon and clocks, running a stand for freedom, walking lands into John O'Groats, you know, just, you know, everyday kind of things that our champions have done. Um, but basically it means um, using your time, talents and resources to see and enter slavery in our lifetime. Mm. And we have every three or four months at IGM run a champions training day. Um, our next one is on the 12th of June. Um, it's online so you can attend. There's loads of breaks. We promise you won't get Zoom fatigue. Um, And it basically will give you an opportunity to learn about IGM, learn about our theory of change, where we work, how we work, how our faith impacts our work. Um, And then also think about like, well, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? And how do you want to use your time, talents, resources? Do you want to join a regional group? We have regional groups in various parts of the UK who join together. Um, And that's a really great place to start. Joining a Champions Train doesn't mean you're, you know, signing your life over to anything at all. You can just join to learn, but I challenge you to join and not be inspired.
1: Mm, That's a good challenge. I love that.
0: And it's interesting, like you can't underestimate the importance, I think, of a a champion. Um, I remember when I was back at university, I wouldn't have known the stuff that I did end up knowing about um, things like uh, Monday slavery and even the persecuted church around the world. So I for my mate, Robin, who just championed all of this stuff. So if you're sat there listening to this and you're thinking, uh, like, I kind of might be interested in some of it. I think maybe I could be inspired, but I don't think anyone else would be. Do you know, it just needs you to be the champion. Okay. just needs one person to say, do you know what? I am going to cover this. I am going to try and introduce this to my church small group. I am going to try and introduce this um, to, like, just even my mates on campus just to get them aware of it. Because, you know, if, you, if it inspires you, it's probably going to inspire them as well.
1: Yeah, for sure
0: brilliant so I, I guess the last thing we want to ask them we've talked a little bit about what students can do but we know that a lot of student workers listen to this as well um in in churches so what would you what would you tell them about what they can be doing so if we've looked at what students can do, students can do.
3: first of all student workers we love you you are <laughs> incredible um there's so many different things you can do Um, Ruth, I'm sure you'll have a bunch of ideas from your student workers as well. Um, I think getting your group praying, um, actually that matters. Prayer changes us and it changes things. And who does both at the same time. Getting a group praying and educating them as well. I would recommend our um, Make Slave Free Normal resource, which is a six week um, Bible study video resource, um, which basically helps you Um, understand that slavery is everywhere, that we are all touched by it and actually what we can be doing to make a difference. So it takes some IGM survivors, some IGM casework, um, and we look at different items, so fishing and um, fabric and um, all the chocolate and coffee and all the kind of classic places and think about actually where is slavery here and how can we be making a difference whilst also going through the scriptures and seeing, hey, this really matters to God. He calls us to do something about it. Um, so I'll make slavery normal, like a little small group resource, six weeks, um, would heartily recommend. Um, and we we'll just kind of encourage you actually to communicate to your students this stuff impacts them and they can impact it. Um, and it's not just something that's done to us that we're helpless in the face of. But A, you know, we've got God on our side, so bring it. And B, we can make a difference. Ruth, I'm sure there are plenty of other things that you've you've seen student workers do as well.
2: Yeah, just encouraging um, and uh, keeping us going, sustaining us um, yeah. is just really fantastic.
0: Um, On of the, uh, the personal um, engagement with Eleanor as well, um, uh, you can get in touch at contact at IJMUK.org. That's contact at IJMUK.org, not contact at IJMUK.org. Mm-mm. no okay. it's not that, that went, you no. email that it's not going to get to where it needs to be um, but if you email the correct one um, then you will get through to Eleanor I am told and you will then uh, she will then engage with you and we, we, we had a cracking meeting we had some great time together chatting away didn't we um, yeah. what it could look like at the church where I'm a student worker uh, to start introducing some of your wonderful wonderful resources um, to what it is that we do uh, in our student ministry. So it's well worth it if you are a student worker and you think, you know what, I care about some of this stuff, get in touch with IGM, get in touch with Learner and, and start that conversation. Brilliant. Guys, you've been amazing. Um, it, it's been a joy to chat to you today. Uh, and what I'd love to do is just end in prayer. Um, so, Ruth, would you pray um, just over some of the stuff that we've talked about today for uh, maybe even some of the situations, but then also for the students and the student workers who are listening? um and yeah that they might be prompted into action absolutely okay.
2: yeah holy spirit come thank you for uh, this chat that we've been able to have and um yeah just thank you for the work of IJM and all that they're doing around the world we we pray that you would equip us that you would show us what we have in front of us and what you want us to use um Father, would you pray for the student workers and the students in listening to this podcast? Um, Yeah, that they would just feel so much hope, that that unmoving hope that Eleanor was talking about, really, really strongly um, as we go on and start this fight against injustice. And Lord, we just pray for anyone that is enslaved or a victim of violence right now, would you be present with them would they know your peace and your hope and your freedom god we pray in your name amen. amen
0: amen well thank you ruth thank you eleanor for joining us today it's been wonderful to hear from you guys um and from igm as well um bye so from you and me vicky we'll see you on the next episode of the fusion podcast bye, bye.